Hey, my spooky friends. Have you ever heard your house creak? Or maybe there's been a shadow or a shadow man standing by your bedside staring at you at night. (laughs) A lot of people have experienced this. You're not alone. So the purpose of this podcast is going to be basically collaborating on our common lore. It's our history, but we refuse to acknowledge it because it's unexplained. I think it's okay to be unexplained. It's okay to not know who or what or why. But the fact that we all seem to experience the same exact stories tells us there's something connected. There's something real about all of this. So I would like to thank you guys for tuning in again. This is Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz, and I'll be your host, Chappie. Let's get right into it. All right, welcome back. Our first story is going to be about a shadow man, and it comes to us from Reddit. Have you ever had a dream that seemed so real that you questioned whether it could have happened, yet your subconscious was so utterly dazed by it that you believed it wasn't real? Have you ever seen a being or a figure or a symbol that has been there always throughout your life? For me, this figure is the shadow man. The shadow man lies deep in the creases of the back of my mind, as well as in the corner of my stomach. The shadow man has always been there and creates an eerie sensation in the pit of my stomach every time I begin to think about him. He's been in my life for as long as I can remember, yet he's become more and more active over the last few years of my adolescence. I live in a small town in the center of Colorado, surrounded by mountains and gorgeous sunsets. I moved here as a baby in the how the home <laughs> I tried to say house and home. The home I live in has been my only residence. I've known my best friend for many years as we've grown up together with each other. For the sake of the story, I'll keep every name consistent as I don't want to obscure the story in any way. My best friend Jennifer has lived in the same house throughout her whole life, and as children we pl- spent many days together. On a normal day of ours, we were playing in my parents' room. At the time, I was probably around six and she was five. Jennifer and I developed this game we called Monsters Under the Bed. Obviously, children have very active imaginations, so we imagined a monster coming from us while we rambunctiously crawled around under the blankets. Thinking back on this story, I now realize the Shadow Man was the monster we were hiding from. He's always been there for as long as we've been friends, watching us at our most innocent moments. Even in my nightmares, he was there, lurking around my horrifying basement. As we grew older, we grew apart because our mothers had a falling out, and years had passed before we became close again. One day, when I was in early middle school, Jenny and I were playing, began to play with each other outside, and it felt as if we never spent a second apart. Her and I saw each other every single day during the summer, and that was the first when the first incident happened in our preteen years. Jennifer's mother is a very short, stout woman who is very caring disposition, yet she is extremely slow and late for everything she does. Jenny and I decided to go out to the car to wait for her, and we were buckled in the back seat of her mom's Buick. Now keep in mind the radio is, of course, in the front seat, 
and we're sitting in the back, and we're not capable of messing with the radio. As we began to talk, the radio turned on by itself. We thought it was strange, but kept conversing regardless. The more we ignored it, the louder the volume on the radio would turn up. Soon we realized we could control what was happening by saying, turn it up or turn it down. Being as naive as we were, we kept pursuing whatever was controlling the radio. We then found out the radio station would change if we demanded that as well. We were enthralled, but at the same time horrified. I finally shouted and demanded the radio be turned off, and in an instant, all the noise completely stopped. We both glanced at each other and hauled our bodies inside with wide, watering eyes. We told our story to both sets of our parents, and Jenny's parents made excuses for why it happened, yet my parents believed us. This is only beginning of some of the strange incidents that happened over the last 12 years of our lifetime. Whew. My gosh. Scary. And then there's a part two. All right. A couple of people requested the continuation of events that Jenny and I have experienced, so as long as people wish to read, I will continue to post. I plan on skipping around a bit because I don't remember the exact order all of these stories go in, so bear with me, as I will try to recall our ages with each given section of different stories. In the summer of seventh grade, Jenny and I hung out with our close friends, Zach and Sierra. Jenny, Sierra, and I were all sitting on my couch in the living room while Zach jumped on my trampoline in the backyard. We were all watching some cliche show on Disney Channel and carrying on with our daily summer lives. The couch we were sitting on was placed directly down the stretch of my hallway, leading to my bedroom, the bathroom, and my parents' room. While sitting on the couch, you could peer down the left side of the hallway with your peripheral vision and see where the hallway dead ends into a wall. We were all peering at the TV when simultaneously all of, we all saw a black shadowy figure standing down the end of the hallway. The creature's long black claws were wrapped around the edge of the wall that was outside of my bedroom, and the blurry face was peering around the corner. Fixated on all of us, as we all began to realize what we were seeing, in pure horror, Sierra gasped and asked if we were all seeing what she was, and my voice managed to tremble out a squeak of a word, yes. It seemed like we stared at it for hours until we all broke the trance we were in and looked at each other. Then the shadow man was gone. All of us were horrified for a few minutes, but quickly calmed down and decided to keep the story to ourselves because we didn't want to frighten Zach when he came inside. Zach was a fun-loving kid who feared any scary story and who would have nightmares about anything remotely frightening. All of us went back to watching TV. Then Zach came inside and sat down next to us. We were watching TV for no longer than five minutes when his face was frozen to the hallway, and I could feel him trembling next to me. He looked back at all of us and described a ghastly shadow, ghastly shadow man. Um... that had been staring at him. Simultaneously, the fear pierced all of our souls, and thinking about the moment to this day sends shivers down my spine. 
A few days after this incident, I had Sierra over, and we were playing a game in my living room. But this time we were careful not to sit next to my hallway, because the horror we experienced last time we did. As we played our game, we faced the kitchen. My kitchen and living room were connected and had clanking or had a half wall with a square cut out of the wall so you could see between the rooms. Her and I heard clanking going on in the kitchen, so we looked up and heard a huge crash as if something had been yanked out of place. We walked to my kitchen and the silverware drawer, the silverware drawer, <laughs> had been pulled out of its place in my cabinet and looked as if it could fall apart by simply breathing on it. I quickly shoved the silverware drawer back into its place and we rushed downstairs and into my room. I swear I could hear footsteps slowly creaking behind us. Footsteps that no being from a mortal could create. The summer had flown by and although I had been stricken with a sickly cast of fear, I was a kid and as, as a kid summer was my reason for existence. By this time Jenny and I had fallen out with our friends in the previous post so I ended up being just us now who would hang out the school year went on and on and it made it feel as if summer would never come but finally the month of may came and we were finally free to do whatever our hearts desired though this time period i suppressed a lot of fear that i had kept and kept myself busy but that didn't seem to work either even though i didn't see the shadow man for a while strange things still happened leading up to that summer I have those horrible nightmares where you'd wake in a cold sweat on your forehead in a, in a complete panic. Not only was I plagued with nightmares, but I always had this feeling of someone watching me. But no matter how hard I'd look for it, I could never find it. Objects in my house would disappear and reappear as well as move on their own. In this point, I had just finished 8th grade and was moving on to high school after the summer. I decided I need to clean my room out and reorganize it because I was growing up and my room needed to reflect that. And of course, I was becoming a lazy teenager. So instead of actually going through and figuring out what I wanted to keep or throw away, I just shoved everything into boxes on top of my bed. I had taken a break and was staring off into the distance when I had noticed a movement in my peripheral vision. So I turned my head to the right and looked. I noticed a Barbie was slowly levitating off my bed. I watched it lift up approximately two feet in the air, then move toward me, fall inches away from where I was sitting. The body went into a complete frenzy of fear. My body went into a complete frenzy of fear. In my mind, I was running away, but my body was completely frozen in place. My fear had consumed me. By the time I finally got control of my body, I sprinted out of the room looking for my parents. I ran to every single room, except for the basement. I finally glanced outside and noticed the car was gone. I thought to myself, of course they're gone, when I actually need them. I burst through the front door, and as soon as I got to my right driveway, I fell to the ground and curled up in a fetal position, numbed with the feeling of being completely alone in a busy world around me. I sat there for what seemed like hours, but my parents didn't come back. Finally, deep inside my head, I convinced myself that what I had experienced was just a thought. It didn't actually happen. After all, I didn't want my parents to think I was crazy. 
This incident was one of the few that happened when I was only where I was the only one who witnessed it. That summer came as fast as it left, leaving scattered memories of everything that happened. But of course, the horrors I experienced that summer were burned into my memory. My house became so boring, so instead of being there, I would always go over to Jenny's, and we had a sleepover every single night that summer. One night during that summer, I was sitting on her bed facing away from the door. She went to go get us something to drink in her kitchen. I had just been looking out her window and watching the cars pass by outside. I felt her walk up behind me. She placed her hand on my right shoulder and called my name. I turned around and started talking to her, but no one was there. I sat there and felt rage consume me. I was okay seeing the shadow man. I was okay with him frightening me, but I was not okay with being, him being able to sound like the person who means the most to me on this planet or touching me. I sat there and gripped the sheets on her bed so tight, so hard not to scream. Later that night, after I had calmed down, I finally told Jenny what happened to me, and she explained to me how the feeling of dread had plagued her leading up to that day. Occasionally, during the summer, we'd both hear voices or see things out of the corner of our eyes, but this became routine to us. School had started up, and freshman year was passing by extremely slowly. Jenny had introduced me to her friend Trinity, and we all began to hang out together. Later that school year, all of us were having a sleepover at Jenny's house while her parents were out dancing. Jenny and I were standing in the kitchen, and Trinity was on the lower level of the house playing on the computer. Jenny's computer was right next to the door that opened to her basement. From where we were standing in the kitchen, we were watching Trinity and talking to her. We had told her about our experiences with the Shadow Man, and while we were talking to her, she decided to bring him up. She began to mock him and egg him on. Jenny and I fell quiet as we heard thumps coming up the stairs from the basement, but Trinity was still talking. She finally fell quiet when the last thump came, and suddenly the basement door flew open. She pushed back so hard from the computer chair, she stumbled a bit, and then quickly got up and ran to the level where we were standing. We all cowered in fear and watched the door, but nothing else happened. Eventually, the anxiety dissipated, and we went up to stairs to Jenny's room. A few weeks had passed, and all of us were having a sleepover again. Jenny's parents left that Sunday to go to church, and we stayed home and made breakfast. All of us were standing in the kitchen at different places. Jenny was cooking eggs on the stove, I was getting milk out of the fridge, and Trinity was by the cabinets getting cereal. We were most likely conversing about boys or all the girls we dislike when we heard a scraping sound and all of us looked up and noticed the lock on her front door was slowly unlocking. At first, we hoped her parents came back because they had forgotten something, but that wasn't the case. We watched the doorknob slowly turn, and their giant wooden door slammed open with extreme force into the wall. After this, time seemed to be slowed down, and I still remember seeing Trinity's hand let go of the box of cereal and all the flakes sprinkling onto the floor next to her. The last thing from this incident I can remember was seeing Jenny bravely march over to her front door, shut it tightly, and then lock it again. Oh my goodness. Alright, part three. 
As we grew older, Jenny and I grew apart for about a year or so. So she had started her freshman year of high school and got involved with dance while I was an upperclassman who started cosmetology school. We saw each other let's see. We saw each other occasionally, but not not as often as we used to. This must be college. It was like no, freshman year of high school. Whatever. We saw each other occasionally and not as often as we used to. But on occasion, when we did see each other, the shadow man became fairly active. I constantly felt him watching me, and the sensation of his presence chilled my soul. Countless times, Jenny and I have discussed how we always feel like he's watching us whenever we sit on the couch and watch TV together. Jenny's living room is right next to her stairs, and you can see the top of the stairs to the left when you're sitting on the couch. Just little things like the constant feeling of being watched begin to get to you. And even if you try and push them away, they still invade your mind. During this time period of us being apart, the shadow man personally attacked Jenny. She will be posting a story about this experience sometime. I still feel extreme guilt for not being there because I feel like he targeted her because we were drifting apart. After I found out about her being personally harmed, I grew angry, and the anger overcame the fear. As of right now, I learned to monitor my reactions to the shadow man so he cannot feed off of my emotions. But some things that happen still catch me off guard and make me fear feel fear momentarily. Eventually, this time period of us not seeing each other came to a complete stop, and we were attached at the hip and spent every moment together. One evening in the spring, Jenny and I were having a sleepover with our friend Sydney. We were all sitting on the computer, entranced by the wonders of the internet. Sydney sat in the middle of us. I was on the right, and Jenny was on the left. Of course, Jenny was messing around and pulling the bandana Sydney was wearing over her head. Sydney angrily told Jenny to knock it off and smacked her hand away. And Jenny leaned forward and placed her hands on the computer desk, completely visible to Sydney and I. A few minutes passed, and I looked up to see Sydney's bandana getting pulled back, making her head violently move back at least a good four inches. Immediately, we both looked at Jenny, whose hands were still on the desk, who couldn't have possibly pulled Sydney's bandana. We laughed off the incident, yet the harmless action still permeates my mind and makes me feel extremely uncomfortable. Later that night, we were all sitting in Jenny's room, when, which is at the top of the stairs, where we always think the shadow man watches us from, laying on her bed and hanging out. As soon as we brought up the bandana incident, Jenny's doorknob to her room slowly begins to turn, and her door slammed open. Yet there was no one there, except for sh the shadow man. Oof. Oof. All right. There's a part four. And this is the last one. The last few incidents I'm going to talk about are the last incidents I have experienced. This will be the last post until something new happens. At the beginning of July 2013, this past summer, Jenny and I were spending some time swimming and hanging out at my house, casually enjoying a carefree summer day. 
I was going to my bedroom to get something, and Jenny was in my living room playing with my cats. As I was picking something up next door, I heard Jenny walking down the hallway. She loudly called my name. I immediately opened the door and asked her what she needed, and she told me she didn't call me. I know Jennifer like the back of my hand, and I knew she wasn't lying because the tone of her voice didn't change like it usually does when she lies. The part that confused me furthermore was that Jenny said she heard my mom calling me, but I'm certain that but I am certain that I heard her calling me. So I frantically walked around the house looking for my mom, only to realize that she was in the shower. So I popped my head in the bathroom and asked if she called me. My mom paused for a moment and then told me she thought I was I had called her. I explained to her everything that happened, and she told me that when she was in the shower, she was thinking about everything I had experienced with the Shadow Man and how f- much it frustrated her not being able to make it go away. Right when she had was having this thought, all of us heard different voices calling different names. As time goes on, I became less, I become less frightened and more frustrated with trying to process everything that's happened to me and the ones I hold so dearly. Nothing makes me more uncomfortable than when he mimics the ones I hold dearly and dismantles a part of them to get a rise out of me. After this incident, I can't remember what else happened because the constant feeling of being watched when I was at Jenny's between then and up until about a month ago, my mom and I were standing on the staircase looking down and we noticed our cat Oliver was hanging out at the end of the stairs, which he usually never does. We exchanged words about how that was strange and I made my way to the bedroom door. Between then and when I got to my bedroom door, my mom noticed Oliver go up a few stairs, but he was not on the main level of the house. When I opened my bedroom door, I was shocked and beside myself to find Oliver sitting on my, in my bedroom. There was no possible way he could have gotten in there, and no reason anyone would have put him in my room, because he isn't allowed in my room, since he doesn't get along with my cat. This incident was obviously very baffling to me, And it still really bothers me that I can't come up with a rational reason for why this could happen. Now, this last incident happened to me on Friday night, a few days before I wrote the first part of this series. I was in the basement going through my old toys and looking for Barbies that I could take to my job to give to the children there. At first, I was fine looking through my old stuff. It was enjoyable to reminisce on my childhood and joy I received from each item. Then all of a sudden, I stumbled across a Barbie, and a feeling of dread seemed to drench my entire body. I became increasingly uncomfortable, and I finally realized why the Barbie made me feel so uneasy. It was the Barbie that had levitated off my bed. I explained it it in part two or three. I don't remember which. This memory of that Barbie was suppressed deep inside of my mind, and I could fully remember couldn't fully remember it until I saw the Barbie again. I became suffocated with such uneasy feeling that I quickly got up, stumbled a bit, reached for something nearby to gain my balance. I grabbed for a dollhouse nearby and looked up towards my bathroom, and there stood the shadow man staring at me with his long, claw-like fingers clutched around the side of the door. I quickly walked and finally reached the basement my basement door and began running upstairs but behind me i felt his blurred gaze staring at me and watching me like he's done all my life 
I'm not sure why he follows me or why he has attached himself to me, but I'm slowly learning to accept that he's going to be around. And I know this acceptance will be the cure to any fear I have. I'm relieved that I finally have acceptance for these circumstances, yet I still feel frustrated because I'm not able to place a face to him and I can't fathom why he chose me. All right. And then there's a note. I'm not sure when or if I'll be posting more stories to this series or just randomly update when a few when new incidents occur. Hopefully Jenny will begin posting stories from her point of view and explaining her family's history, which might be the reason for Shadow Man latching onto us. Jenny's boyfriend may post some stories that have happened to him personally because I don't wish to post anything that's not from my point of view. Once the stories are posted, I'll gladly link anyone the URL. All right. That is cool. That was from Rachi Eccentric <laughs> from Reddit. That was really cool. That was that was scary. Um I know my background has a ton of shadow man uh incidents and stories and stuff like that from my past so it's really cool hearing somebody else talk about it um because you do kind of just go about your life you know you get scared and then you wait till the anxiety's over and then you're done you're over it um but yeah really cool really really cool we'll take a short break and get right back at it after this This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. All right, welcome back. We'll get right into the next story. It again is from Reddit about Shadow Men. All right, this is from Luminosity on Reddit. It's called The Shadow Man, My True Terrifying Paranormal Experience. All right, visual context. I had my own room, and my door was on the wall that was parallel to the wall my bed was against. The door wall was empty because me being a little kid, I didn't have many posters or anything to put up. Alright, so here's the story. So at first, you're probably going to think this was just me being a little kid having bad dreams. But let me assure you that I know I was fully awake, and what happened at the end confirms it was real. Also, you should know that my family is Christian, and we fully believe in evil spirits and demons and such. When I was little, I had this reoccurring experience every night that terrified me so much that I cried and slept in my mom's room every night it happened. This was my first encounter. I was laying in bed trying to go to sleep, and all of a sudden I got the feeling of fear in my stomach, and I didn't know why. I rolled over and looked around my room. I was surprised by blue circle of light on my wall next to my door. 
The light was moving in a circle and making no sound sometimes and low humming sounds the other times. This scared me because even being little, I knew it was not normal, but I didn't stop, but it didn't stop there. After looking at it for a bit, I saw what looked like four fingers come out of the bottom of the circle and grab over the circle's edge onto the wall, like someone's trying to pull themselves up. Then legs hung over the circle's edge. Then I watched as a second hand grabbed higher on the right side of the circle. I knew now this had to be a person. Then the person pulled themselves all the way through the wall, and I was now and was now standing in the front of the circle. It looked like a very tall, skinny man, not a man. It was more like a silhouette of a man, with no detail able to be made out of him. I remember the sheer horror as I, I felt as I watched him, just standing there, facing me on the other side of the room. He didn't do anything, just stood there and stared at me. I felt very bad, and I started to cry. I buried my head under my blankets and cried and screamed as loud as I could. Then I heard a flick. I felt something grab me. It was my mom. She hugged me tight, and I explained everything about the shadow man, as I called it. She didn't make, didn't know what to make of it. I slept in her room that night. After that night, the same occurrence happened two or three more times in the next week. But the week after, it was nonstop. Every single night it happened, I was scared to go into in my room with the lights off because of it. After the week had gone by, Sunday came, but my mom was terribly worried and concerned that it was some sort of evil spirit in my house. So on Sunday after church, my mom had one of our best family friends, who was also the pastor of our church, bless me and pray for the demons and evil spirits to leave me alone. I never sh- saw the shadow men again. I believe there was, for whatever reason, a demon or spirit in my room those nights. I'm thankful for uh, the pastor for helping me get rid of it. I just hope nothing like this happens to me ever again. All right. And then there's people that have replied to her story. Um, Each reply is going to be a different story. My my grandma had a timeshare at an older condo community in North Carolina mountains where we would go to the same unit every year. The last time we went before she sold the timeshare, my son, three at the time, went to get something from the bedroom we were sleeping in. He walked close to the door, turned right around, and ran back to me. He was clearly upset, and I asked him why he didn't get his toy he wanted to play with. He said he couldn't because the scary shadow man was in the way. My mom had an experience in that room the year before and refused to step foot in it ever again. She woke up one night in a shadow coming towards her, then choking her and sitting on her chest. At first, she thought it was a bad dream or sleep paralysis and watched TV for a bit in the living room to calm her nerves. She went back to bed a couple hours later and it happened again, except the shadow went straight to choking her again as soon as she fell back asleep she never experienced anything like that before or since my dad was also sleeping in the room and he slept like a log and woke up feeling normal so i don't think it was anything like a gas leak or co poisoning 
Yeah, that sounds like sleep paralysis, that second one. But who knows? Had nearly the same experience as a child. I know you're being authentic because I was waiting for the part about soft vibrations in the air that preceded the arrival of the being, and you mentioned it. I'm glad you were never attacked. I never saw any lights before its arrival. I would just see it rise and stand in the doorway and then run and jump on my bed. It would dig its claws into the pressure point in my lower back and hiss unintelligible things into my ear in multiple voices and pitches. Sometimes it would bite into my neck. I used to have involuntary lucid dreams and out-of-body experiences, so I think this being may have been something that followed me back or was attracted to my vibrational frequency while in the astral realm. Either that or it's something that attached to my family since I'm the since I'm not the only one in my family who has experienced this entity. <sighs> Let's see. All right. Let's check the time. All right. I've seen him since I was little. For as long as I can remember, I've always seen a man with a top hat, wearing a trench coat and a suit underneath. The man I've seen has a briefcase too. His face is blurred out, but I can still see the outline of the features on his face. He always asks me three or four questions, as if he's checking in on me. I've always felt protected by him and never scared, and also not as if he was super friendly, just there to make sure I was okay. One time, I was asleep with my boyfriend at the time, and I heard the man ask me, want some water? My ex woke up and asked what I had said when I hadn't said anything. It was just the man asking me a question. That was the sort of confirmation I felt like I had because he heard the voice too. He always asked, are you okay? How are you? Really short questions, checking in on me in a way. Today, I saw a tic-tac a TikTok explaining the man in the top hat. And after years of research, I finally stumbled upon a community of people that related to me. I then chose, or I then told a close childhood friend what I had been experiencing. And she referred me to this Reddit. All right. This one is called My Dad and I Saw Hatman When I Was a Kid. And it's by Meg Ryan, 2020. I always referred to the Hatman I saw as a kid as a shadow person because I didn't realize that shadow people didn't have all didn't all have hats. But I just found out yesterday on another subreddit that it has its own name. 
I saw him quite a lot around my house when I was little. I would be on the floor reading a book and see him in my peripheral. And when I would look, he slid away out of sight and ran quickly away. Or there were times when I would be in bed in my bedroom, door would open. I would see him standing down the hall staring at me. Anyway, we had this weird incident where my dad was working and my mom had gone to bed. It was really late at night. I was downstairs and turned off the TV and headed upstairs to bed. We had a bathroom right at the top of the stairs. I saw a man in there in the dark, except he was real. This guy had some type of goggles on that I'm assuming was night vision. He put a finger to his lips to basically tell me not to scream. I ran to my bedroom and was terrified. Since I could see the top of the stairs from my bed, I peeked out and saw him run down the stairs. Eventually, my dad got home really late, and the next morning, he asked us why the front door was left open. It had been closed when I went up to bed. Since I saw the guy who was in the house, my dad took me to the police station to tell, describe um, what I had saw and make a report. He didn't take anything... He didn't take anything or do anything besides just creeping in my house in the dark, as far as we knew. Since I'm mentioning this guy, I thought I might as well tell the police about the hat man, too. The police did not really want to pursue anything further after that. They dismissed the whole actual man in my house situation. My dad didn't make me feel like I was imagining things, but he didn't argue about the police not caring. So I think he did question if I had actually seen what I said I did. We still couldn't explain the window or door, though. We all found one of our downstairs windows open with the screen cut. Weird, because I didn't hear a thing when I was watching TV, and I was all alone. My mom and siblings were sleeping at the time, so this guy could have done whatever he wanted to me. A couple weeks later, my dad was in the kitchen, and out of the corner of his eye, he saw Hatman. Since I had just recently reported seeing someone in the house, he thought the guy had broken in again. Hatman was initially standing at one end of the kitchen, but ran around the corner into the living room area when my dad saw it. My dad ran to follow it and was completely bewildered because no one was there. Our house growing up was always really messy. Toys and papers were all over the floor at times. Six kids and my parents, we didn't care. And he was weirded out that the thing he saw running made no noise at all when he went into the living room. He would have definitely stepped on things and made noise. My dad believed me after that, and I actually did not see the hat man anymore after my dad saw him. This was in the 90s, and I was just a little kid. I didn't have any resources to try and figure out that this shadow man with a hat actually was. I didn't learn about shadow people until I was an adult. Just wanted to share my story. All right. This this reply looks pretty cool. I was born in the 1950s. From a very early age, I experienced both the hat man and shadow people. I was born onto a Native American reservation in the western United States, and these creatures have long been known by our peoples. My cousin and I have seen them both within our homes and outside on the ranch. They are utterly malevolent. If they catch you in the right moment of vulnerability, they will steal your soul. We did not call them hat man or shadow people. 
in that time frame, but everyone knew about them and accepted their existence was most real. The white folks would try to pretend they didn't believe in them, nor in Coyote Woman, but they sure put crosses on every door and blessed their homes repeatedly with holy water. It's important to realize the morbid fascination with these dark, hungry creatures is an overt invitation for them to come and feed. And once they've been invited, there's no telling who they will attack. Ooh, that is creepy. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. So that is all on that one. Let me see what we're doing on time. All right. Let's take a short break and be right back at it after this. All right. Welcome back. Um, some of these stories that I'm about to tell you are from my own personal experience. Um, because my family, more than just me, my sister and my mom also see shadow men um, as well. For me, it's always been a very observational kind of thing. Um, like we notice kind of uh, vibe. Um, but I will, these might be repeats from prior episodes, but I'll go ahead and add them to this episode since this episode's all about shadow men. All right. So I will start with one of my mom's stories. Um, back in the day, um, she would be arguing with my dad and, you know, it would be late at night and they would just be going at it about something, you know, kind of stupid, but they would just be going at it. And then my mom would stop fighting because she would realize that there was something bigger going on because she would see the shadows move behind my dad. And she assumed that there would be one behind her as well. Um, Cause as soon as the shadow moved um, in front of her closet to where my dad was standing, he would say the meanest thing he could possibly think of at that moment. And so she being able to perceive stuff like that knew that that was a shadow man or a demon or something. Um, trying to cause strife and conflict and feed off of that. So she would just stop playing that game. She would be like, I'm not fighting anymore. And that would, of course, make my dad even more mad because she wouldn't fight <laughs> um, or argue, I should say. Um, and so, like, she would she would notice these things whenever there would be strife or even whenever she'd be getting on to us as kids, um, if her anger was getting away from her, she would notice um, the shadows move and then she would just be quiet because that would sober her up really quick because she knew something bigger was going on. So my mom doesn't like to talk about these things, but every now and then you'll get a story or two out of her. <laughs> Bless her heart. Um, my sister, Rachel, she um, tells a lot of Shadow Man stories from when she was a child. Um, there's a lot of her like spending the night with relatives and seeing shadow people standing in the doorway of like my aunt's house, stuff like that. Um, and her being terrified by it. Me, 
I, of course, saw them all the time, and I would tell my family about them and, you know, pretty much scare them <laughs> with what I would tell them I would see. But on one particular occasion, I was sleeping on the top bunk of my sister's bunk bed, and they were both sleeping on the bottom bunk. Um, and I saw a shadow man enter their room, and I heard something, and I looked over the side of the bed, and I see it walk um, around the room and go to their dresser and mess with something there. And then it looked back at me like it knew I was watching it. And then, so I pretended to be asleep again, but then I would peek and see if it was gone. And, you know, I'd watch it, you know, exit through the wall and disappear. Um, that's one instance I know, I've always struggled with mental health, so some of these could be um, visual hallucinations. Some of these could be spiritual. Um, who's to say, really? Um, there's such a crossover between those two. Um, I've gone to many, many therapists, and they've all said I'm not schizophrenic <laughs> and that the stuff might be spiritual kind of thing. So who knows? But... Um, I'd be in my room, um, and I was so scared to be in my room. It was, it was a scary place. And like, I would see, uh, people standing there in my wardrobe mirror staring at me. And then when I would turn around to see them in real life, they would be gone. Or, uh, whenever I would be asleep at night, um, I would see, you know, shadow people with red glowing eyes and it would scare me. It would uh, wake me up and I would be scared. I remember one shadow person. It wasn't really a shadow person because I could see facial features and it looked like, um, I don't know if you guys ever saw that Nickelodeon video or that Nickelodeon show like Raiders of the Lost Temple or something like that. Um, it looked like that mountain guy that talked. It looked like his face, but it had glowing red eyes. Um, and it was trying to talk to me. So this happened all whenever I was a little kid. Um, I remember being in high school and just getting so mad that I would be so afraid of that room. And so I, one night I got tired of it. And I, you know, I, I'd heard good preaching recently and I was just like, I am not scared of you. Um, I will sleep in my room because it's my room or something like that. Um, or like I challenged it to, you know, that it wasn't going to scare me. And then when I laid down and went to sleep, um, like as soon as I laid down, it was like somebody was right in my ear and blew in my ear, like <sighs> just like that. And I was like, okay, grab my, grab my uh, <laughs> blanket and my dog and went and slept on the couch. It was so bad that I wouldn't sleep in that room. Uh, I slept in the couch for like years and years, like at least eight years. Um, definitely all through high school. Um, <laughs> I would feel safe on the couch versus that room. Um. But yeah, that room was pretty scary and pretty active. Um, I know whenever uh, 
I'd sleep in there. Like sometimes I would wake up and see shadow men standing in my doorway. Sometimes if my dad and my sister were arguing in her room right across the hall, I would see shadow people walking from the hallway into her room. And so it was just very active and I didn't like it. Um, but yeah, my mom as a punishment, she knew I hated that room. She thought it was ridiculous that I was as scared as I was. Um, cause she didn't want to admit that what I was seeing was real. Um, so she would turn off the light in my room and make me go in there and then dare me not to come back out. And <laughs> I swear I was so scared cause I would hear things behind me, but I refused to look at it because I knew it was going to be some kind of shadow person or, you know, some kind of hallucination. So I would literally lay on my floor uh, facing the hallway light, <laughs> looking underneath my door. Like I would just put my face at the, at the door, the crack under the door, and just stare into the hallway where there was light. And no matter what I would hear behind me, and it would sound right beside me, I would not look at it. Um, back in the day, um, I had my sleep paralysis, um, experience in that room, um, where I had a dream and it was like, I was in a car, but in the car was a demon and it made eye contact with me. And I woke up immediately, you know, still in REM sleep, but super scared. And then all of a sudden I saw this black figure on top of me and I couldn't breathe and it was bearing down on my chest. Um, pretty typical of your sleep paralysis story. Um, and I finally was like, uh, Jesus help me, <laughs> you know. And then I at least felt better. Um, and it could have been psychological. It's pretty, uh, sounds pretty common for a uh, sleep paralysis story, though. Um so yeah, there's there's a lot of different things that have happened. Um, I know my extended family has their own stories as well. Um, but as, at least in our family, my mom has the gift, my sister, um, my older sister has the gift, and then I have the gift. <laughs> and it's a it's like a gift you don't want. <laughs> like if I could re-gift it to someone. Uh, I don't know that I would, but <laughs> I would definitely be like, oh, thank you. I didn't want this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, <sighs> I digress. Um, let's see in that house. Um, I would see actual people materialize. Um, I'd be in the bathroom and I know I've mentioned this before on a previous episode, but I would see this lady just bawling her eyes out, um, sitting in our dirty clothes pile um, while I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> and like it shocked me and shooketh me so much. I like left the house and just stayed in the backyard until somebody else got home, called my sister, was like freaking out. <laughs> But stuff like that would happen all the time. So much to the point, especially when I was younger, um, it was like a level of fear. Like if I saw somebody materialize, 
it wasn't a fear. But if I saw like an angry person materialize or a scary person materialize, then I would be scared. <laughs> so just different things like that. Um, yeah, there's just, there's a lot of stories in our family, um, you know, of like violent windows smashing out whenever we're praying against something, stuff like that. Um, I know recently I had a encounter in, uh, our house. I opened the door to the bathroom and my little nephew, who's like six years old, is like standing out in the hallway and you know that's pretty common for in the middle of the night like he might get up to get a drink or go to the bathroom or get in bed with nana and papa you know and my dog teddy's right beside him so i'm like oh he's safe he's with my dog but i see this shadow right behind him and i haven't seen a shadow person in years years and years so you know i see this shadow behind him but i'm kind of thinking it's your imagination. You just woke up to go to the bathroom. You know, I'm pretty good at handling this stuff now that I'm an adult. Um, at least so I think. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there could be something that breaks me. But uh, so I see the shadow behind him and it's like touching him. And that's when my nephew says the thing that freaks me the crap out. He goes, this thing scratched me. I, I keep telling y'all it's real. I keep telling y'all it's real. And I looked and there was a scratch where that shadow was. And then I immediately reach, because I'm usually an observer. I observe it until it passes. I'm good, you know. But I reached over and, like, grabbed my nephew away from the shadow. <laughs> uh, my dog's growling and, like, I immediately start waking everybody in the house up, which I'm at my parents right now. So um, they're helping me uh, get through some stuff. But I woke every one of them up and I was like, I was like, Mom, Dad, wake up. <laughs> it was like three in the morning. Um, and they know I see things sometimes. And so I told them like what I saw and then what Ryder had said. And, like, I was like, call all the Christians. <laughs> Wake them up. <laughs> oh, I was ridiculous that night. But I was so freaked out that he acknowledged what I was seeing. You know, like, if it's just me seeing it, I can be like, okay, probably a visual hallucination. Who knows? Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's not. But it's not affecting me. So I won't get scared about it. But the fact that it was affecting him and he was seeing it too, oh, I was not okay with that. So <laughs> we ended up calling our uh, one of our pastors, um, and he told me that like we could get rid of it by commanding it being gone. And I was like, I can't do that because I'm not a Christian. And he said, if you think God can help, that's like a mustard seed of faith. And that's all the Bible says that you need. And so whenever I was praying, I'd be like, you know I struggle with faith and believing in you at all, but I do believe you can help in this situation. So, <laughs> um, you know, and I commanded whatever it was to 
get out of our house and all that kind of stuff, which this is a different house than what we grew up in. And it's been quiet ever since. So it was a, it was a, one of those, I want to say it was a neat experience, but it wasn't because it was messing with my nephew. (laughs) So after that, I was like calling it, (laughs) like I was like, you want to mess with a five-year-old? You want to mess with a (laughs) six-year-old? Like, you better come mess with me first. And then I was like, okay, I better calm down. <laughs> I, I, just kidding, but you better, we're watching. You better leave him alone. <laughs> so I digress. Um, that was the most recent thing that's happened with personal stories. Um, but yeah, I do believe the hat man and the shadow people are very real because we've seen them. We usually just call them shadows, shadow people. One time my mom sat me down, um, and I know I've mentioned this on an episode, um, and kind of was like, hey, the things you see out of the corner of your eye and the shadow people that you see, um, I see them too. And I was like, what? Because this whole time she was like, you just have an active imagination. And I was like, that was comforting to me as a kid because I would be like, oh, crap, oh, crap, I see something, I see something. And I was like, oh, wait, I just have an active imagination. It's fine. This is not real. (laughs) And that would help me cope during it. So I'm glad that my parents chose that route. But later on when I was older, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, I see those things too. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) You're telling me this now? (laughs) For why? But I digress. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so these things are real. Um, everywhere my sister has lived, there's been something, um, whether it's pinching someone or moving stuff. She went to a Shinto temple in Japan and something followed her home and gave her a bunch of nightmares um, and everything. She told us about that. Um, just different things like that has happened. Um, I know our dreams are affected depending on the spirit that's near us. Um, like if there's a bad spirit or whatever, we'll have nightmares about it. <sighs> Sometimes our intuition will be on point and we'll just know things about people and everything it's just one of our spiritual gifts and then like it's like but how do you know and it's like i i can't explain how i know because it sounds crazy but if you go you know if you ask the person that it's about if you bring them here they will tell you this is true (laughs) and they'll think nobody knew so oh i would be walking to the bathroom with my little spider-man flashlight and uh, I saw a shadow man with a baseball cap on. Um, so I can't really say it's the hat man, but it's definitely a shadow person uh, in a bedroom um, looking at me. Um, scared me the crap out. I know I've mentioned that on a previous episode. Um, whenever I was planning the Waverly Hills trip that's upcoming, There's a lot of reports of shadow people and creepers and crawlers um, at Waverly Hills. Uh, My my friend that's going with me, she said that she's seen shadow people before. And 
at her friend's house. She saw it with a bunch of friends that saw it as well. And she said hi to it while the other one screamed and ran. And so it ran away as well. So it'll be fun to have her on the trip uh, whenever we go explore the very haunted Waverly Hills together. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it from my personal experiences. I will um, take a short break and we will get back at it right after this with some more Shadow Men stories. All right, welcome back. We're going back to Reddit. And this one is called, I saw him for two weeks and then he was gone. It's by OK Composer 8913 All right. This happened when I was 17. I'm a female. I st- it started randomly happening one day when I was high in my bedroom. I heard a bottle drop in my shower, which turned into footsteps from my bathroom to my bedroom door. Then someone pulling on my doorknob. I was absolutely petrified because I was home alone and thought there was someone in my house. I barricaded myself in my room and sat on my bed in fear for the next five hours waiting for my parents to get home. At this point, I had seen nothing but felt a strong presence with me. That same night, I saw him. For the first time standing in front of my doorway, he was tall and wide as my door, and he had long black hair, a wide-brimmed hat on, white face, although with a long-pointed nose, a black trench coat, and white gloves. In my later experiences, I saw his gloves off, and he had long-pointed black fingers, almost like Edward Scissorhands. Might I also add, none of my experiences were sleep paralysis episodes. All experiences were while I was awake and coherent. As the weeks went on, I constantly would see or feel his presence in front of my door. I would occasionally turn back, turn my back towards the door, and I could feel his presence behind me, next to my bed. I would then have vivid depictions in my head of him strangling me in my bed. Even when I left my house to go hours away from where I lived, I spotted him on the highway or felt him at night in the room with me. And occasionally, I would hear him outside my room pulling on the doorknob and walking around. I even had the nerve to leave the house and grab the mail late one night and saw a black shadow at the very end of my street. I bolted inside like a madman because I felt as though I was being followed. Probably the second worst experience I had in this two weeks was when I finally told my dad. We were standing in the doorway, and I was telling him what I saw, heard, and felt, and I could feel Hatman behind me, watching. My dad insisted nothing was there. I was having an extremely bad anxiety attack. My first thought was going on with me with, was psychosis. I suffer from MDD, PSD, and an anxiety disorder. So since I was in a horrible mental space, I figured this was my mind playing tricks on me. All the while, people around me were considering what's going on was demonic or spiritual. I blew it off. Until I told my friend, and she researched to find Hatman, everything I saw and felt had similar experience to. I still genuinely don't know if this was Hatman or my mind playing tricks on me, 
but it was one of the scariest things I've dealt with or had to live through, and I want answers. All right, so this one comes from Spooky Loops. It's posted this year. My Hatman experience. So I actually just found this thread today. I don't research this entity often, but once every now and then, I search trying to find an explanation for what I saw. I'm not sure if this would be it or not. Maybe someone would be able to help me. When I was four, we lived in an older house on the outskirts of a very small town in Oklahoma. My room was rather large for being four, and I was always kept my door open at night. I woke up one night, I was facing my doorway, and I saw a large black figure standing there. He was about as tall as the doorway, leaning against the frame. He had a hat on, as well as a trench coat. He had pure white eyes and horribly creepy smile. That smile still haunts me to this day. He's, his smile was just like his eyes, pure, no teeth, just a white, awful, creepy smile, and he was staring at me. I was so frozen in fear that I just stared at him. I wasn't sure what I was supposed to do. I was so afraid that I shouted for my parents. He was going to attack me or something, so I rolled over and hoped he left and went back to sleep. When I woke the next day, I told my parents about it. My dad kept saying it was just a nightmare, and our dog, a big German shepherd, would have known if someone was in the house because he attacked anyone that didn't belong to our family. He was especially really protective over me. As I grew up, I'm almost 26, I kept bringing up the story to my parents. Finally, my dad told me that a few nights prior to my encounter, a car crashed right outside our house. It almost went through my room when it crashed. My dad said when it had crashed, it was late at night and it had been pouring rain. He said that one of the men... One of the men that was in the car, there were two, died in the accident. My first experience with sleep paralysis, I remember always. It was a shadow version of my wife. I was groaning and trying to move. She leaned down and looked at me, and I tried saying, I'm having sleeping paralysis. And when it came out as a weak little grunt, in the room was a shadow version of my child, running around and jumping on everything, like jumping onto the dining room table, just being a terror. Oh my God, it was so freaking creepy. The shadow version of my wife just made a gesture like, hmm, very unconcerned and walked away. I also thought I might be having a stroke. It ended like a snap of a finger. It was a little moist from fierce wet. Ew. I went into the bedroom where my wife was and asked her if she had been out there and she said no but she was creeped out because she said she just experienced some kind of time lapse, something strange that she could not describe. I had another experience of sleep paralysis, and it just looked like a shadow version of my wife just standing over me and staring at me. My wife told me she's experienced it. It's like an old hag standing in her doorway. The old hag, I believe, is just a, as common as the hat man. All right. This one is posted by Aggravating Gate 4242 it is called the hat man visited me and my best friend after almost getting into four different car accidents apparently the hat man will only visit or only appear in your life if you cheated death the night my best friend and i encountered him we literally had four near-death experiences while driving two of them were my friend the driver's fault and two were not we were so shaken up by 
so many near misses in only a few hours that we decided to end our night early by smoking at my house. We were hanging out in my basement laughing about something when we felt intense pressure enter the room, literally ending my sentence. My friend's face went white as she looked past my shoulder. I turned around and watched the seven-foot-tall shadow man walked through my tapestry and into the spot I was just sitting in. He had a long top hat and trench coat. He may have had a walking stick too, but I can't remember because he was floating over the center table. My friend and I were so shaken we didn't stick around to get a good look. We both bolted out of the basement and haven't hung out there since. The rest of the night, we spent hearing various things fall over in the basement all night. We eventually fell asleep and both had the most vivid nightmares about dying. The craziest part for me was seeing my cousin the next day and telling her about this insane experience. She related to me and said she had seen him too. When she was a little girl, she fell out of her bunk bed but somehow landed on a huge pallet of pillows. She saw the shadow men as she woke up on the floor and told her mom about it. Her mom has seen him too. The shadow man thing is most definitely real, and I believe he will appear in anyone's life who has cheated death. Makes me wonder, if I've already cheated death once, does that mean he can visit me anytime? Or does he only visit soon after your near-death experience? One of the responses um, that she's responding to, she says, but I did get that menace type of vibe from him. Now that you say that, I do remember running away and watching as his head turned to follow us out. That was creepy. He didn't follow us, but his eyes never seemed to leave the room that that room in my basement. I haven't heard the theory about him representing different personalities, but I wouldn't doubt it. There's so much we don't understand about the spiritual realm, so I try to keep an open mind. But my basement has always been had some weird energy to it, probably like your apartment. It's got me thinking whether maybe it's an epicenter or a portal for spirits or shadows to enter. All right, this one was posted by Swag Copier called Just Woke Up From What I Think Was a Hatman Experience. Okay, so two important things. First, I had no idea who the Hatman was until I woke up freaked out and Googled it this morning. And second, I used to have sleep paralysis as a child, but have not had any moments of sleep paralysis since maybe I was 11. Also, if it's relevant for anybody tracking common conditions, I'm on antidepressants such as fluoxetine and forgot to take them yesterday. So in this dream, I first saw a man who sucked the life out of me. You know, typical nightmare stuff. As I ran away, I entered this maze thing, and I was looking for a child. I found the room the child was in, and it was dark. And as soon as I touched him, it was like I woke up to a sleep paralysis episode and saw a figure with a hat and suit, whence I think it's a hat man, standing in my doorway in real life. I felt super scared and didn't realize it was like a sleep paralysis episode until I actually woke out of it. The strange thing is, however, after the seeing of the hat man, I woke up in another dream, which I dreamt for a while before actually waking up again peacefully in what was probably a full REM cycle. Basically, I had a nightmare. Nap to the hat man in my waking world, way sleep paralysis moment, fell back into a dream and woke up normally. This is just my experience, but I'm super freaked out. 
to find others have ser- similar experiences to me. All right. My Hatman Encounter by Trex1498. This was probably some of, if not the most scary moment of my life so far. I was 16 or 17 years old. I'm currently 22. I've had vivid dreams going up, growing up. <sighs> I've had very vivid dreams growing up. At a young age, due to my mother and I being very sensitive to the paranormal, I taught myself how to lucid dream. My dream was going normal for like dream standards. I was running through some sort of Asian market with my dad. We were chasing my dog who was being scared by this little three foot tall demon looking thing. It was pretty ugly, gray, bald looking thing. Anyway, as dreams do, we suddenly cut to my parents' house. I'm on the landing of our stairs looking towards the kitchen, talking with my mom and dad about this little demon dude scaring our dog. Then I look up the stairs and I see him staring back at me. At this point, I'm pissed and chase him up the stairs. Instead of arriving at the top of my house's steps and see our upstairs, I'm in an office building, a dark hallway lined with doors on either side, with either mirrors or windows on them. Things felt ominous. I immediately took over and started lucid dreaming. Something felt off. I started making my way down the hallway. I hear a faint laugh as I started passing doors. In the reflection laughing back at me was the man with the hat and trench coat. I now presume to be the hat man we seem to talk so much about. As I start picking up the pace down the seemingly endless hallway, the laughing started to grow. It was deep bellowing laugh. It sounded maniacal. I kept looking at the reflections. I wasn't showing up in them, but the hat man was, just standing there laughing. He had his hat over his face, so I couldn't see him. When I finally got to the end of the hallway, I was face to face with him. Once again, he was in the mirror. Now he was mirroring me. He moved when I moved. He stood how I stood. He finally looked up and stared back at me from underneath his hat and trench coat, and it was me. In fear, I punched the glass. I punched through and had to catch myself from falling from an incredibly tall building over a booming city at night. I looked back once I caught myself, and there he was, still laughing at me, just floating there. I told my mom about it the next day, and as stated, she has experiences with these kinds of things. And when I told her about the laugh, she told me how she heard the same laugh every night since she was 13 years old. She's currently 52, so that's a lot of nights. Her dream was about the devil grabbing her and pulling her away. The only way she could stop it was by praying the rosary. A few months later, I was walking around my neighborhood with a friend. She was telling me about a dream she had of a man in a black hat and trench coat. When he was standing in the landing of some stairway and he started chuckling, slowly began to turn his face to her. She woke up as she, as he faced her. All she told me she could remember was that the dream seemed familiar. I never told anyone that story between my dream and me hearing about my friend's dream. There was no way she could have known about my dream. I would love to have a conversation about y'all's encounters and find out similar or familiar, open to discussions and thoughts about that. All right, one of the responses to that is, the hat man chased me through an empty street and I ran down a lit up alleyway in a chain link fence down the middle of it. 
I stopped at it to turn around and look at him in some horror movie, like in some horror movie, and he was all black, no features, just all black, dressed in a hat and trench coat. He walked, never ran. I climbed up and over the fence to get away, and I woke up. This is one of the very few dreams that has stayed with me and has made me wonder why people see him. He is not a good spirit or entity, I've heard, and if you get caught by him, bad things may happen to you during life. I was lucky to get away, however, so I don't know if this is true or not. Seeing images just triggers my anxiety about because I leg- legitimately terrified to have another dream about him. Maybe that's why I have sleep issues. If you have haven't seen or dreamed about him, count yourself lucky because it's seriously terrifying to see him, let alone be chased by him. I really, really hope that I don't see him ever again. He just radiates evil energy. All right. Thanks for your stories, guys. That is so cool that there is common lore here. Um, a lot of people see the hat man. A lot of people see just regular shadow people. Uh, but either way, I love these kind of stories. Keep them coming. Uh, make sure you submit your stories on the Facebook page, Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shizzes in parentheses. Feel free to join, invite your spooky friends um, on Facebook. That's Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shiz is in parentheses. Um, we share spooky memes constantly. Um, people post their stories or they send their stories to me if they want to remain anonymous, just depending on your comfort level. Um, and then we will try to put out some more episodes this week. Um, just kind of trying to flood your timeline <laughs> with more and more episodes. Um, today was a really enjoyable one on the Shadow Men. Um, so, um, with that being said, I will go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, as I said before, we are meeting April 16th to do a spooky tour at Waverly Hills Sanatorium, one of the most haunted places in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we're going to be doing the 10 PM tour. Um, if anybody that listens to our show wants to join us again, that is the 10 PM tour on that night. Um, I think it was almost booked, so feel free to join. It's It just costs the cost of your ticket, which is like 25 But we will try and do other outings later on as well. Um, but we will be doing a debrief episode um, next week after we go to Waverly Hills Sanatorium um, to let you guys know what we experienced. So really excited about that. All right, guys, without further ado... I would like to wish you guys a happy week and remind you to stay spooky, my friends. All right. Bye-bye.